1: Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Thomas P. Dorian. Thanks for having me. The P is
0: for Patrick. Man, that's a good-looking sweater you got on. You know what? You're one handsome guy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Man, if you could just say it like Barry White... (laughs) I would really appreciate it. Sing it to you? No, please don't. You know what? In fact, let's let's move past this uncomfortable and awkward moment, and let's talk about something that's exciting. Food, right? Food. Yeah. You know, this is like sometimes we get accused of being a man show. You know, guys, and you you remember that? We do. Yeah, we do. Sometimes. And do you you remember that? You've heard this expression, Mm -hmm. the way to a man's heart. It's is true. through his stomach. That's right. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's so, true. And it is true. It is true.
1: I, you know, I married my wife because, number one, she hates onions like I do. Wow. And number two, because she learned from her mother to put gravy on everything.
0: Man, if you can it, it Gravy on everything is perfect. Isn't that good? It is.
1: Yeah, and then there's some uh, love and unity and all that and stuff all that in there. Stuff, That's yeah. in there, too. But but really, man, Gravy is the key. Yeah, right to my heart. Perfect. Right, right, right to my heart. And so... You know, we are in the Advent season. We are. And so I wanted to do a show, and we'll just call it Advent Food. Okay. And we're just like, well, wait a second. This uh, is going to be interesting. If you, if you Google Advent, Advent Food, it's like, I don't really know what that is. But really, I'm going to say this. Uh, I, 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 it's really Christmas food. It's really holiday food. It's what we eat during the holidays. And, but I want to call it Advent Food because we can sometimes fall in the trap of celebrating Christmas during Advent. Yes. Right, and kind of forgetting what Advent is, mm-hmm. that we're leading into it. But at the same time, there are those of us who feel like we should be stepping towards Christmas. We're moving closer and closer to, to the to the feast of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so, encountering each other, either in joyous occasions, we, we still have to shop, we still have to prepare the feast, right? Right. So we we had to prepare the feast, and you and I both know that the best part of preparing the feast is like testing the food, like when that turkey comes out of the oven, oh, and you slice off that like that uh, perfect piece. Oh yeah, right on the top, right on the yeah. breast up there, and it's got yeah. the it's got the crunchy oh, yeah. skin on it. You know, yeah, you're and making me hungry. By yeah, the way. I know that's 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 nice. You know, it is nice. so so it's like preparing the feast, and so we step into it. So it's like we do this during Advent, mm-hmm. and so I thought, well, you know what. Let's sort of talk about that. How do we celebrate Advent in the midst of all the parties and all these things, and understand? But at the same time, how can we sort of spiritually look at this food? Mm-hmm. And it it really sort of like I had I had like a little epiphany, pun intended, because we're going to epiphanies right around the corner, that was right? Well played. So I had this epiphany. I thought, you know, how often in the New Testament, mm-hmm. right, does Jesus do everything, either before, during, or after? A meal, Lots. Right? It's just constant.
0: It is constant. And I,
1: I think I looked up in a court concordance like how many times the word bread is used. It's like 466 times in one of these books. It's like, it's a lot. It is. Right? And so now we Catholics see a connection to Eucharist, certainly there. Right. Uh, and, but this idea that, that Jesus would come to us as this basic form of sustenance, mm-hmm. this basic form of nourishment that we're all used to, that we all hunger for. Mm-hmm. There's a beautiful connection, and so I think that as we get into the Advent season, and as we prepare ourselves for the Feast of Christmas, understanding that all this food that we're encountering, we can look at it spiritually. Okay, right. Now we don't want to be gluttonous. No. Uh, now I've always thought that, like, if you're eating food in a spiritual way, it has no calories, and <laughs> right? there's no salt. There's no. There's That's nothing a good bad too. Isn't it? Yeah, it's not true though. Dang, because it's kind of you know hard it to really tighten the belt calories. after some of these meals. Yeah, uh, but even so i I, I like to look at the festivity of the meals and and the character of those meals and relate them in a spiritual way so so here's how i want to do this i want to kind of like maybe we'll go through some some sort of call them famous events in the new testament okay and how they related to food obviously Mm -hmm. and and then let's talk holiday food and make a connection so where I want to start is the Last Supper because I think most Catholics say he's going to start with the Last Supper. You and I am. <laughs> there, I have some smart, we have smart listeners out there, don't we? They're geniuses. Yeah, that. exactly right. And so the Last Supper because it's a supper, perfect. It's the big deal. It's mm-hmm. where we really we have this institution of the Eucharist, right? Yep. And it's like we start to go, hey. And of course, we so many people have that picture that Leonardo da Vinci That's right. created that Last Supper with all of them there. Mm-hmm. You know, and Judas kind of looking the other way, like checking his watch, like I could get out of here. Right. And and, and so it's, it's a beautiful picture. It is. You know, and it makes us think this. So this is a meal, and this is a big event in in, in the life and times of the soon to be burgeoning church. You know that right. that Jesus is is founding, but based in this uh, expression of Eucharist and, and food, and so we we find that story, it's it's very common obviously, but it's in all of the different synoptic gospels as well as in John. It's in Matthew in the chapter, uh, in the 26th chapter, Mark in the 14th chapter, Luke in the 22nd chapter, and in the 13th chapter of John. So towards the end, you know, Jesus institutes the Eucharist, mm-hmm. right? And what's so beautiful about that is you know, Eucharist. We know the uh, it comes to us from Eucharist stain. What that mean? That word means literally is Thanksgiving. Right. And isn't it interesting that the Drzewiecki household kind of starts the festivities with a big Thanksgiving dinner,
0: even a practice Thanksgiving dinner.
1: I love Thanksgiving so much. There's no reason why we should write our congressmen <laughs> and women to tell them that we need to have more than once have this meal
0: that's one of the coolest parties of all time
1: yeah yeah you get to come to my house and you get to have Great. thanksgiving now you tell me something though who and your? i mean I, I, what are you 50 you getting ready to brag yeah 54 55 how old are you tom 56
0: i'm 42
1: you're lying <laughs> you are lying but in all of those we'll say air quotes 42 years right ha, who has the best turkey you've ever had oh
0: it's definitely you
1: so you came to my house. There and is I, no doubt. Right. And I've had this. People you know, say and this. Our
0: audience is thinking, oh, they're just, they're just talking. He's just but, making this but up. But let me tell you but something. I am not making this up. It, it is the best by Tell far. me about it. It is mouth-watering. It it's is, succulent. It is.
1: You don't like to say that word succulent it too much. it's in your mouth. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's beautiful. You yeah. know what the, so I want to tell everyone my secret. Don't give the no, secret away. No, no. I'm away. giving it away. You can't. First of all, buy the cheapest turkey. <laughs> and people are like, whoa, <laughs> wait a second. What? No. It's the 79 cent a pound stuff. With the little plastic pop-up timer, you know, in a little plastic bag. (laughs) Frozen. I don't care. People are like, going, wait a second. How is this the best turkey ever? Does he brine it? Does he inject it with all these? Does he infuse it with, like, uh, sage and all that garbage? No, I don't do any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Just nothing special. So I take that turkey, and I sit it on one of those little rack things, you know, above the little pan, so all the juices drip down. And all I do is, first of all, I take about a cup. Now, everyone need to hold on to your pacemakers here. <laughs> About a cup of salt. And like, what? Trust me. Just trust me. Hang with me. And I rub the inside of the turkey with salt. Okay. So... It just the entire cavity of the of turkey rubbed with salt. Helps keep all the moisture. And out. I don't put any of that garbage in there. You don't put in the Somebody stuffing. Is
0: tuning in right now, going what? What in is he the talking about? He's talking <laughs> about
1: holy food. This turkey. <laughs> right, he's talking about Thanksgiving. He's talking it about holy food the, too. The Last Supper. This it, they should have had the Thanksgiving meal. If, oh, they should have had turkey. But yeah. you know what? It's beautiful what Jesus did with with this bread and this wine, his body and blood, and how beautiful that is. But yeah. when I'm thinking about that holy event with Jesus. I'm eating turkey too, yeah. and so when I'm having that ex- that experience, and I connect the two, and it becomes a now becomes this holy event. But you rub that salt inside the turkey, Perfect. and then you put about uh, about three quarters of a cup of just regular old vegetable oil. Don't get all those fake oils mm-hmm. over the top. You do not baste it. You don't touch it again. You put it in there in a convection oven for about an hour and well, almost two hours. Mm-hmm three hours or so for a regular turkey about 15, 16 pounds until mm-hmm. that little pop-up timer comes out and it's done. Mm-hmm. Then, here's the magic. All those juices, you know, all the fat, all the oil, all the grease, all that salty mess, that yellowy stuff down there.
0: Is that what you've been serving me?
1: I pour that over the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding you. And everybody who eats it goes, mm. you know how people make that noise and their mouth is full? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I happens. Yeah, yeah. So that's listen. That's the secret. I just gave it out. That's it's a, beautiful. It's a great sight to and, <laughs> behold. It really
0: is.
1: All right. So here's another great event uh, in Scripture: the miracle of the loaves and the fishes. We know the feeding of the five thousand, feeding of the four thousand. Uh, that shows up uh, Matthew chapter fourteen, Mark chapter six, Luke chapter nine, John chapter six. Big event, mm-hmm. right? Miracle of the loaves and fishes. And it prefigures the Eucharist and, and, and satiation. There's also the 4,000, which is a separate event, which takes place in Matthew chapter 15 and Mark chapter 8. Mm-hmm. And this is a big deal. And, and as I think about like this filled with satiation, I do picture our holiday meal, right? When you have the family over, mm-hmm. you've got to put all the stuff out. It's like this buffet. It is. Right? It's, it's like, could you imagine all lining up for this, this heavenly bread? That they're fed with when the feeding of the five thousand. We know it's many, many more people than that because they weren't counting the women, the children, the servants, and all that. But the five thousand, four thousand. So all these people they're, they're lining up like they're going to the buffet. Mm-hmm. Well, we have those buffets, and we should be thinking about being filled to satiation with the Lord's food, with the Lord's bread, with the with the bread of of angels, with the bread of life, with Jesus Himself, right? But also in those holiday feasts, if we connect that, you know, when we go, when we have the buffet. Mm-hmm. Right, and so and I love that. I love that about those big meals. I enjoy having all the different. It's the only time I'll have like five or six sides mm-hmm. because you got to eat them if you're eating right. the big meal. Right. So whether it's Thanksgiving or practice Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's, whatever this the 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 the, the feast is, mm-hmm. when you got all the family together and having the family together, how beautiful is that? It is beautiful, right? And and that's something that's really cool. Um, I do make a thing called a Christmas wreath that I have every year oh yeah i yeah. remember that yeah and that's one of the ones that like so that's one of the things that lay on the table you can choose anything you want there's like 18 desserts and there's like this christmas wreath i make it for the kids but all the adults go mm, this is really good here i don't eat that stuff but here this is really good but all it is is rice krispie treats but you make them with cornflakes and you yeah. put green dye in the marshmallows perfect and so then you make it into a wreath shape Perfect. and it's like it's a reason why adults can eat rice krispie treats right it's actually really good it's good. It is really good, and and you know, the, 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 I'll sometimes make a second one and kind of hide it.
0: Are you going to talk about your checks mix today? It's coming. Oh, perfect. In
1: fact, I'm going to tell you something. Well, that's, we know each
0: other too well. Yeah, because we know each other's favorite oh, yeah. foods. Yeah.
1: Well, that's well, that's scary. That's coming next half. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you about the checks mix, but first we can take a little break. Oh, I know, I know. Get to get the appetite. Wet the appetite. I need to go get some right. right now. I'm telling you, it's the best checks mix. You it need is. to go get a pen and paper. And I'm going to tell you how to make it. <laughs> Go and get it, because I'm telling you, you're going to want this recipe. I'll get it. All right. Anyway, <laughs> before we do that, I want to remind folks at home, we've got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Newly redesigned. So beautiful. So wonderful. And also, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email. What do you guys do for your holidays? What do you guys do during Advent? How do you? What are your favorite foods to eat, and what do they remind you of scripturally? So uh, we're going to do this when we come back. Uh, so really, I'm, I'm sending you an invitation, a holiday invitation to come back right after this.
2: I'm Bess Drosimski, and this is another great moment in church history. In 1904, a humble religious brother named Blessed Andre Bessette began building a shrine in honor of St. Joseph in Montreal, Canada. Brother Andre was born into a family of 10 children. He said his great devotion to St. Joseph came from the example of his father and the teaching of his mother. His father was a lumberjack who died in a tragic accident when Andre was only nine. His mother died three years later of tuberculosis, which left all ten children as orphans. When Andre was only 12 years old, he was forced to leave school and travel in order to find work. He wandered from job to job and eventually ended up in the United States as a textile worker. He was a diligent worker and excelled at his trade, even though he was in poor health. In 1870, he returned to Canada and applied to enter the Congregation of the Holy Cross in Montreal. With some reluctance, the superiors of the order agreed to accept him and assigned him the menial tasks in the community. Just as St. Joseph said yes to God's call and obediently consented to Christ's mission of salvation, Blessed Andre carried out his duties with a spirit of obedience and joy, even though they were the most humbling and tedious of tasks. His superiors kept a close eye on him, wondering if they had made a mistake in accepting him to the order. Brother Andre said, When I entered the community, my superior showed me the door, and I remained there for 40 years without leaving. Blessed Andre began to greet the physically and emotionally troubled who came to visit his community. For nearly 25 years, he received visitors for six to eight hours a day. His reputation for healings and cures became widespread. He did not like being known as a miracle worker. He once said, people are silly to think that I can perform miracles. It is God and St. Joseph who can heal you, not I. In today's modern culture, St. Joseph stands as a model for all Christian fathers. He emulates what it means to protect, provide, and nurture a Christian family. Knowing this, Brother Andre said, when you invoke St. Joseph, you don't have to speak much. You know your Father in Heaven knows what you need. Well, so does his friend, St. Joseph. Today, the Shrine to St. Joseph, built by Brother Andre, is now a magnificent basilica that thousands of pilgrims visit each year. They come seeking the same healing and renewal thousands received from Blessed Andre during his life. I'm Bess and this is another great moment in church history.
0: Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff.
1: And welcome back to the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm telling you something. The Catholic Cafe smells good. It does. Because we got like the turkey. Yeah. Right. And of course the Christmas wreath, got the dessert. Going. And there's all these sides we've been talking about the or what now that we, that we love to eat. No. See, here's the thing. We're, we're coming up now on. I want to I do another. You can
0: tell this. You can tell this is a dude's meal.
1: It is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it is. Now, um, I, I, I want to talk about another big food event. A big, well, really, it's more like a, a party, a festivity, and that's the wedding at Cana. Okay. I mean, in fact, that's where Jesus did his first sort of public, his first miracle that he performed that we that we know of that he revealed to us. Maybe he did others before, obviously, but but here, scripturally, we see Jesus. Making turning water into wine, mm-hmm. great. But it's a wedding feast. It's a it's a it's a beautiful sacramental uh, experience. Uh, you know those parties were like six days or seven days long. Oh yeah. And so that's probably what's going on there. Uh, and he turns water into wine. And so it just reminds me of the holiday parties we go to and the festive atmosphere and how I love that the Catholic Church calls its great solemnities, you know, feast days, mm-hmm. right? And, we, and, and that's where we actually get the word feast, like a big pile of food is a feast. right? And it's related to our, our, our church days of, of solemnity and celebration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think about those holiday parties and a party is not complete, Without some kind of snacks. <laughs>
0: exactly. And you mentioned,
1: you mentioned in the last <laughs> thing, you said, what about your Chex Mix? Tell me, you're going to tell me about your Chex Mix. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, okay, so a lot of people think like, yeah, so Chex Mix, uh, you can buy it in the store now, in the bags, it's like, oh no. oh, no. no. No, 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 you can't. No, it's not the same. I mean, you, you might as well just like shred up some cardboard, yeah. sprinkle some seasoned salt on it, and call that Chex Mix. That's exactly. what you get in, in those bags. That's right. But if you have my Chex Mix... <laughs> It's it changes your life, Tom. It does. You've had it's just like it's infused with flavor. It's just so it good. And again, I'll tell you the secret. And you're going to find a, a you're going to find a sort of like common thread or theme in my in my cooking. I'm not a I'm not a, sh- a great chef like it's our pretty, head chef Father it's Ben. simple. Yeah, a stick of butter makes everything better. It's, that's really my that's, it. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's the bumper sticker that should be on my car. Butter and salt. Butter and salt, man. It's it's good to go. So yeah. like in the checks mix, here's the thing. So, in a regular batch of checks Mix, I'm embarrassed to say this, I started by putting eight sticks of butter in
0: it. Oh, my gosh.
1: Eight sticks of butter. Now, I had to back down to seven. It's actually seven now, because I actually lost... You
0: had to back it to seven.
1: Yeah, three, three relatives died of, like cardiac arrest you know or some their, their arteries hardened while they were eating it but they would die with a smile on their face they were like this is so good oh my gosh, i know I that's irreverent and, and and i and i shouldn't say that but i'm telling you <laughs> butter makes it so much better so you first of all you just like load up the butter now the you know everyone wants to be health conscious and i'm encouraging you to be as healthy as you need to be <laughs> but i'm telling you now there's a warning label don't eat my checks, mix yeah You should not have my checks,
0: man. Because if you don't have a cardiologist when you get done, yeah, you you, you you will. (laughs) (laughs) You will afterwards.
1: Uh, But see, the thing is, what I do is it's all that butter, right? Right, and then it's I double the Worcestershire sauce in the recipe.
0: There you go. All
1: right, so that's important. Double that, and of course, I also double the seasoned salt and the garlic salt. It makes it so much better. Good for you. (laughs) No. No, yeah. I only eat this at the holidays. I only eat this at the holidays. Right. It's not good for you. Right. But it tastes so good. <laughs> it tastes so good. So that's that's, the, right. that's so it, you can be more festive. Now, again, when I'm eating that, it makes me feel good. I, I think about the holidays. And again, I want us to tie like in this Advent season. What we're thinking about really is about Jesus Christ. We're thinking about the 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 food and what He wants us to think about. When we think about food, we think about nourishment. We think about joy. We think about festivity. We think about mercy and love we think about god and that's Mm -hmm. that's where this food should all be leading us not for the sake of the food right right we don't want to be gluttons of food and we don't want to worship food and i know some people have problems with food and and eating too much and things like that and and that's true we should be mindful of that Mm -hmm. but i'm telling you if we if we every time we take a bite and we go this is really good we should just be thinking it reminds me of jesus right Right? Because I'm thinking in heaven, you know, you're going to able to eat the Chex Mix and you will never have hardened arteries. I mean, it'd just be the, Perfect. yeah, it's the best stuff. So another great moment in the Bible we talk about is, is when the calling of Levi, calling of Matthew, mm-hmm. then he goes to, Jesus goes to Matthew's house and they have this big banquet, this big feast, right? And basically what we get from that is that, and all the Pharisees were upset because Jesus, this big time rock star Jew, right? He's He's supposed to be. He's claiming to be the Messiah and the the, the Pharisees, Sadducees, Scribes trying to tear him down. And he goes and he eats with sinners and tax collectors, mm. the vile people of the of the world. Mm-hmm. And that made me thinking about dinner with my family. <laughs> it just made me is that not right? <laughs>
0: Are you talking about your immediate family? Or? I'm just
1: saying, you know, we get together with family at the holidays and it seems like at some point in time, you know. Like there's unc- going to be a fight. Uncle Bob goes off the rails. Somebody yeah. who, you know, then all of a sudden there's, a, there's politics. Somebody said the word Republican or Democrat. You right. know, and next thing you know, it's all over. Yeah. Uh, and, and I just think about, like, what that might have been like when, with Jesus there. Now, I know there would be solemn and beautiful, and people would be listening to what he said. Right. And I and also know that it helps me to understand that we should be kind and merciful, forgiving. We should be patient. and and But at the same time, there's a, there's a kind of joy. Mm-hmm. And so when I have dinner, Christmas dinner, when I have Thanksgiving dinner, when I have all these festive times, parties with my family and they're visiting, to see this as a joy, to see that our salvation comes out of family. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's definitely something that's neat. Now, the the food that I kind of associated with this is fruitcake. And, and the reason why, because maybe because... <laughs> I'm not going to say anything else. You all know what I'm insinuating, that my family, you know, but anyway, but I'm just going to say fruitcake, you know, we've got a couple of nut jobs, I'm just going to say, that are in family. I think we all share that. And I'm not exactly sure fruitcake is a good thing. I'm just going to say this. I'm not a big fruitcake fan.
0: Just fruitcake for the sake of fruitcake is not a no, good thing.
1: I re- well, I, re- I, remember, I, re- no, I remember a comedian saying one time that he believed that there were only seven fruitcakes in the world. And the people who get these things they weigh like eighty three pounds and, they, and right. they come in those metal tins. And yeah. basically somebody's grandma made it and then they seal it up and they ship it off to you and you're like going, What is this? It's a boat anchor. No, it's a fruitcake. <laughs> you know what? Re- so for audience
0: re- members, please know I love fruitcakes. Send it to me. Don't send it to Deacon Jeff. Yeah,
1: so I send it on, you know, regift send it. Send it
0: to me, re gift it to me. Right. Re-gift I'll eat it. It.
1: And really no one under twenty one can you, no one under twenty one can eat it. Because it's true. loaded with liquor. <laughs> true. You know, and it's like, it's an excuse to drink. It's like, well, I don't drink much yeah. anymore, but I'll eat don't four eat pieces of that. Don't eat it candle.
0: <laughs> like, Something bad's going <laughs> to happen. Something's going
1: to burn. And I'm teasing. I, I'm sure there are seven people that really like fruitcake. And so I'm hopefully when I send it on, I'm one of them. I'll send you the next one I get. Come on, bring it on. So another time uh, that's really cool is, uh, is this road, the road to Emmaus in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Right? Again, this is at a meal. It's, it's in the context of a meal. And, and it's like, it's so beautiful. It's where uh Jesus is known in the breaking of the bread. And so when we come together and break bread, That's we a need tune. I know we need to we we need to remember that Jesus is here. We need Amen. to see him. And so in the same way, Amen. when we go to mass, he's known to us in the breaking at the bread and and so in our meals where we gather together, uh we we need to understand that our eyes need to be opened. That's right. And I will tell you something. When people eat my pumpkin pie, their eyes open wide. <laughs> Now, I'm not professing that it's like Eucharist, because it's not. It doesn't even come close to Jesus. But right. it does make you open your eyes eyes wide open. Yeah. Because it's like, again, I'm going to tell you how my pumpkin pie works. It's like I double the cinnamon, I triple the ginger, and I quadruple the cloves. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. And I'm telling you, you do that, and people will open their eyes. Everybody that eats my pumpkin pie goes, wow, this is good. I had some older... Um, Somebody's um, mother, and she's gone to heaven to be with Jesus by now. And it wasn't because of my pumpkin pie, but when I, she was, it
0: was eating it, of the checks, man.
1: No, it wasn't, and 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 I made this pumpkin pie, and she ate it, and she's like, "Oh, this is the best pumpkin pie I've ever had in my oh, life." Wow, that's so this is like, uh, she, she's a big time. She's like mom, old fashioned. Right. She's like grandma. You know, she cooked everything, right. whatever. So she asked me, she said, "What is the secret?" And I said, "It's thirty weight motor oil," <laughs> and her eyes got really big. But I do not put thirty weight mother motor oil into uh, the pumpkin pie.
0: Have you noticed the theme here? The What's theme that? is to double down on all the bad stuff. Okay, no you know, veggies. You're right. No,
1: you are right. No veggies. You are right. We, <laughs> let's get to ultimate the ultimate
0: dude's Thanksgiving. Meal. I want to get to this last one. Advent that's, food.
1: That's what you know. After Jesus had resurrected, the scriptures tell us he's sitting on the on the seashore. You know, and the apostles were out there. All this big stuff had happened, and there he is. Then he he's cooking breakfast, mm-hmm. and this is where Jesus says to. Of course, it's breakfast, and he, and afterwards, he, this is where he says to Peter, "Feed my lambs and That's feed right. my sheep." That's and it's, again, it's about the food, and we see Eucharist and it's prefigured, and how beautiful that is. Um, and you know, and it's after all of the all the stuff that had happened mm-hmm. in Jerusalem. Yep. It's after all of it. It's the realization that happened, and I kind of equate that with leftovers. Okay. Now, not in terms that they're worse, because you know, you and I both know we can eat off of that those meals forever. Oh, they're great. Yeah, I mean, I've got—I uh, think I've got some green bean casserole in my my fridge it has been there since uh, at least for a couple of months. You know, and you still kind of carve it out. You can still heat it up. I don't know if that's good or not, but but no, but,
0: it's probably not.
1: <laughs> but I think I think about those leftovers, and I think about right. the idea that that festivity, that that meal, goes on and on and on, and that's only a prefigurement and a comparison to Eucharist, which goes for eternity. Right. And so when we come to Mass, when we do what we do, um. In Advent, as we prepare to receive Jesus in our hearts at Christmas time, as we prepare to receive Jesus really at the end of time in our judgment, mm-hmm. to be prepared for that in a way that we've experienced this and we see His gift, His beauty, His love in in, in all of our lives. And you know, I, 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 Jesus wants us to be fed. That's right. He wants us to to He wants to feed us. He feeds us with Himself. Mm-hmm. But even in the things that we eat. Uh, that are related to these these festive meals, we can sort of be prefigured. We can be connected mm-hmm. to Him, and so I just ask you in all of the festivity, which you're going to be invited to the parties, you're going to go to the dinners, mm-hmm. to always see Jesus present there with your family, with your friends, with your coworkers, wherever you are, to have a festive time, to put on the little clown or the uh, Rudolph the Red Nose near flashing red nose or whatever. It's okay. Right. Just know that as you're in that moment that you you you're desiring, wanting, longing for Jesus to come. Adventus. Amen. That's what Advent is, and we and we, we hope and pray Jesus will be here soon. And I hope and pray that you have a blessed, blessed Advent. Amen. And you know what? We're gonna ask our mother, who's the best cook ever, mm-hmm. right? Mary is gonna she's gonna lead us through these holidays. Perfect.